Welcome to the Dear Nikki Mama podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present Nikki Mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hi, mamas. As you can tell, this is not the sweet and loving and calming voice of Martha doing the introduction. This is me, Ashley. Um, Today's podcast is going to be a little different for a couple of reasons. One being that Martha is having some amazing family time this week. And so she's not here to be my co-host, but drum roll. I have Vilma here with me as my co-host. Vilma, do you want to say hello? Hello. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here with me. And this episode is special because we haven't done one of these in a while. Um, Back when the podcast first started, we used to do these fun episodes called Mama's Call-In Episodes. And basically, we have mamas from all over call in with an answer prompt. And so we thought that in lieu of COVID and being that tomorrow marks one year of the pandemic life, uh, we are having mamas call in and share about how they've grown as a mother and how they've, you know, exemplified strength throughout this year. And so after Vilma and I have a couple minutes to chat, you'll get to hear some responses from mamas from all over. So Vilma, I'm so happy to have you here. <laughs> I'm so excited and honored. I mean, Martha's voice is so bubbly and great and fantastic that aha, I'm so happy to co-host with you today. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited. And for those of you who are newer listeners to the podcast, um, Miss Vilma is on our leadership team. Um, She is our hospital partnership extraordinaire. And she also plays a really crucial part in facilitating our girls night outs. And so I call Vilma my wing girl when it comes to girls night outs. And it's such a special treat. I met Vilma at a girls night out. And so it feels extra special to get to kind of lead those together. Um, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to her podcast episode, gosh, when was that Vilma? Did we record part one? It was actually last year, July. What? Yes. It was my birthday weekend that I heard (laughs) my episode and it was amazing (laughs) yeah oh that's forever ago though man time has flown and so much has changed in your life so we definitely need to do a part two um especially after this past year and all you guys have journeyed through so we will do that but I'm selfishly really happy that you get to be on this episode and mamas let's just take a minute to reflect on the fact that one year ago today, life as we know it would drastically change. And I think like when COVID first started popping up around the U.S., there was almost this, it was never funny, but I think in the Nikki Mama community, we were kind of like, welcome to the club of isolation. Like this is our life during cold and flu. And if you have a medically complex kid, this is normal for us. 
But I think we can all agree that COVID pushed us to new levels of isolation and new levels of anxiety and new levels of worry that none of us could have prepared for. And I know we talked about this a little bit at the Farewell 2020 episode, but I think I was super naive in thinking that we'd be done with this by like, I think, it, yeah, so it got announced as a pandemic in March. And I thought by Easter, we would be back to normal. <laughs> you thought that. I had my kid's first birthday party and I thought we were going to be like, we'll just do the party in May. We'll be fine. Just I will let people carry him and we'll be okay. <laughs> Oh man, moral of the story, none of us could have expected the year that 2020 was in regards to many things, but especially the pandemic. And so mamas, we wanted to kind of take this episode to reflect a little bit. And I wanted Vilma to come on for a few reasons, but Vilma, you are a part of the very unique group of mamas who have medically complex kiddos. And we had many conversations over the past year of what it was like for you to navigate all of your therapies going virtual, to navigate appointments that succeed really well in person, but are really hard to do virtual and going back to work and enrolling, you know, your son in daycares and, you know, and there was just so many things. You also bought a house. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because, you know, we needed to add a little bit more to our your, life. Your bulldogs needed more room. They needed more room to, to prowl, prowl out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but I wonder, Vilma, if you'd be willing to start by just sharing, you know, what was it like for you when you, first of all, when COVID started popping up all over? And what was it like for you living in Miami during this pandemic? What has it been like for you? Well, you know, it's interesting because when COVID first started and I remember have the consideration of canceling our birthday party. Mm-hmm. My son's birthday is April 7th and his party was going to be March 29th. Mm-hmm. And I remember realizing I had to adapt mm-hmm. once again and being so frustrated by that because as a NICU mama, I've always had to adapt. Mm-hmm. So once again, this, thing comes into our lives once again completely out of our control Mm -hmm. and I once again have to adapt Mm -hmm. it was so incredibly frustrating um having to readjust figure out what we have to do what's our new normal all Mm -hmm. of these things like isolation and it was right at the cusp of our anniversary season. <laughs> so it was just reliving mm. NICU all over again for our family. Yeah. And that was so difficult. Reliving people having to be careful. The antibacterial had never been removed from our areas in our house. Mm-hmm. We already were stocked up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just, it was very interesting that we felt like we were reliving an episode that we lived a year before, but this yeah. time we were at home. Um, so that, w- that was what was really interesting that what the b- beginning of the pandemic brought on Yeah, the first week working from home in April, 
because um, I did have the opportunity. I'm a full t- full time mo- uh, mom slash I work full time as well. Yeah. Um, so it was interesting because that first week I was like, okay, I feel like I'm I'm having my maternity mm-hmm. leave again, and I'm home with a baby that I get to carry and do these things with. And then reality hit that the baby's not napping when I need to work (laughs) and the baby's crying and he doesn't have therapy. And is it possible that now he's going to have even more delays because I don't know what to do with him. Mm -hmm. And we are still not ready on virtual therapies. The center that we were with, they couldn't provide that to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Aside from, we were also just starting vision therapy Mm. to help him improve went out the window yeah and then as we continued we trucked you know we trucked along for a month and then after a month my job said that I'm an essential worker and I needed to return and I I was in a very scary situation with a medically complex kid having to go to work where I work in an area, I work in, in condominiums, so people's homes. And my residents are international. And they're constantly flying around. And what am I exposed to that I'll bring home to my son? Mm-hmm. So we ended up having to make a decision of sending him to my in-laws who lived about an hour away in the Florida Keys. And they had him Monday through Friday, and I had him on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Oh, and that this is making was, me cry. Oh, but that was that was once again having to adapt. Yeah, but for for his well being. Yeah, which is what we always did. Mm-hmm. You know, every mom that goes to an isolate in the NICU forgets about her c-section scar forgets about whatever pain she's in she goes straight to him because or her because their baby needs them and they need to touch and they need to feel mama's there and once again for him his best was to be away from me was to be with someone that can take care of him so his health could be the priority yeah um, it was a very interesting time mm-hmm. um, for us. And then you added a little bit of guilt of enjoying a mini break. Mm-hmm. Like the first week, my husband and I were like, well, can't go anywhere on a date, but we're together alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? right. But then the second week and the third week, it got old. And it was, yeah. I wanted my baby. And it was just so hard all over again. Yeah. Oh, Vilma, I I forgot that you did that. And I am getting so emotional because I remember at the girls' night outs that we would host and you would be talking about, like, I just want my baby. I just want my baby. I'm so grateful for my mother-in-law. I'm so grateful that he's able to do this, but I just want my baby. And that was a huge sacrifice, mama. And I just love you so much. You're such an amazing mom. And you just exemplify how you, what it means to put your child's life in front of your own. And I just, I am truly honored to know you. And that was really, really hard. 
it was hard as your friend to see you have to do that. And I can't imagine how it felt as the mom to have to do that. And like you said, the parallels of the NICU and not having control and, you know, all of a sudden being miles away from your baby again. And, you know, I wonder how did you work through those triggers and how did you process through it all? Um, you know, my, my husband and I talked a lot. So, you know, he helped because he was also going through those difficulties and he worked in the gym world. So we didn't even know like work-wise what was going to happen for him. Mm -hmm. So we were navigating that. Um, but I, I found you guys. I found you and a few mama. I found my sisterhood. Mm. I found a place where ev- we were all going through this difficult time together and we were able to support each other mm. and, you know, what's going on here, what's going. So it was just, it was a great space that, first of all, I had just found out that NICU PTSD was real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. I wasn't a drama queen yeah. because in my head, that's what I was telling myself. Yeah. Um, so I was starting to find my own healing from mm-hmm. the NICU and it just all came together at the perfect time. It came together at a time that I needed to f- talk to myself and walk myself through things. So it was also a good time to be alone, to be mm-hmm. intimate, to have my husband, Mm -hmm. to have private conversations, to spend time together, Mm -hmm. Um, always having someone around, always having a therapy, always having, you know, before a nurse. Now we were able to be on our own, just us. Mm -hmm. And it also gave an opportunity and it welcomed healing. Mm -hmm. You know, last year, as, as crazy as it was, my husband always said, COVID was really difficult, but COVID brought our family together. Mm. COVID brought healing. Mm. You know, the girls' night out was something that became a virtual thing because of COVID. Mm -hmm. And I would have never met all these wonderful people if it wasn't because of it. Mm -hmm. So I found my space Mm -hmm. and then I found... Um, comfort in my husband connecting that what we did go through was trauma mm-hmm. and we worked on our marriage and then we decided to buy a house mm. which was a goal that we've had I mean we had been together married for eight years mm-hmm. and we finally met this goal in our life that we thought was not going to be possible mm-hmm. um, so it gave us just these great opportunities to grow. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it was, it, it, it was, you know, we always talk about the reality of emotions. Yeah. We yeah. lived it once yeah. again. I think that is, is, it's a constant for NICU moms, mm-hmm. NICU families in general, yeah. duality of emotions. Mm-hmm. And last year was that last year was, I wish we could do this, but it's okay. beautiful things came out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you brought up the duality of emotions piece and that we lived it because I think that's the perfect description of 2020 was 
there was so much for lack of a better word, crap going on (laughs) and so much was out of our control, right? Like things would change every day and you were constantly unsure of, is this safe? Is this not safe? What's, what's right? What's wrong? You know, like there was, it was just exhausting. Um, And yet, like you said, there was healing that could take place. There was, you know, I think COVID, the isolation was really, really, really hard. And I think at the same time, it brought a lot of families a lot closer because you kind of were forced to, (laughs) you know, it was like, (laughs) we literally can't do anything else. So let's deal with our trauma and let's like (laughs) figure this out. And I remember after we did that episode with Parija about, you know, NICU mamas and NICU families feeling especially triggered during COVID. I think that was a light bulb moment for me of like, I know when things started to lock down and we were all of a sudden scared of people again. And it was just like, oh my gosh, Um, it made sense. I was like, oh yeah, there are a lot of parallels of loss of control, of hyper sanitization, of, you know, being scared of germs, being like very extra cautious. And when she kind of explained like, this is why this is additionally hard. It was like, Oh, okay. Like we're not going crazy. Germs are scary to you. (laughs) No way. Oh yeah. I've never been terrified of germs. I've never had my hands itch because I've washed them too much and then put alcohol antibacterial on them and then needed some dermatitis treatment. That's never happened to anybody. (laughs) We should, I feel like when NICU moms get discharged from the NICU, they should just automatically get like a spa voucher where every week they can get their hands dipped and like professionally um, moisturized because our hands look like reptiles and like old people hands within like the first day of coming home. So (laughs) I remember hearing people talking about, oh my God, my hands are so dry. And me thinking inside like, yeah, welcome. I, I've lived that life. I can tell you to buy the O'Keefe's. That's what is really, really good for you. Honestly, I feel like we need to we needed to buy like the industrial balm of lotion because of how much we sanitize our hands. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I remember when everybody started buying stuff. Yeah. Right before that happened, I went to Sam's Club with my husband and he grabbed a gallon of antibacterial and I said, <laughs> babe COVID wasn't even a thought I'm like honey really we already have another bottle at home plus I have the ones in all the rooms um and he was like well well we're always gonna need it so it's fine it's it'll last us (laughs) little did he know gold (laughs) yep little did you guys know that within a few days we would be that would be the hot commodity of the world (laughs) we would have only bought toilet paper oh my gosh oh that's like bringing back so many memories I feel like you know COVID definitely hasn't gone away but I feel like some of those early stages of like just panic and like people just buying cans of beans because we just didn't know, like, would we be able to leave our house or like, you know, all of that. It just feels surreal that we've been through that. And I feel like we're all going to need to be in a lot of therapy to get over and work through (laughs) this pandemic. (laughs) Thank God for girls night out. Yes. (laughs) 
Honestly. And if you, if you're listening and you've never been to a girl's night out, we have these once a month girls night outs where essentially it's just a night on zoom with other Nikki mamas. And we go real, we go deep, we go super surface level too. It just depends on the night, but it's just a really safe space to just connect with other moms who get it. And I'll agree with you, Vilma. It was a huge lifeline for me during the pandemic to hear other moms take it seriously. Cause I think that was so fatiguing of like having people in my life, whether it was family or close friends or just people I saw on Facebook, <laughs> but acting like this was a joke and being like, Oh, it's not that bad. Like don't live in fear, all that stuff. And feeling so alone and feeling like, am I crazy for taking this seriously? Like, I don't think I am, but man, sometimes going on social media, I feel like I'm being this hypersensitive lady But then going to girls night outs and being like, no, these are my people like they know what it means to see your child fight to live and what that looks like and what that feels like is something I don't want anybody else to have to experience. But these mamas have and they get it and being able to connect with other women who were taking it seriously and who didn't call me crazy, who said, no, I'm proud of you for staying home or I'm proud of you for not going to that outing with hundreds of people, you know, was so affirming to me. And I needed it too. It was like, these are my girls. They get it. They know what this was like from our perspective. <laughs> Absolutely. It was, it, it honestly, it was the one area where I felt so, I get like a pat on my back. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I did make the right decision by yeah. not doing this. It, it just, it made me feel so much better and reassuring that, I was doing the best for my kiddo. Yeah. Um, Cause that's, that's at the end of the day, what matters. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, you know, one of the terminologies that I've, I've never really thought of myself is resilient. Mm. Um, I always think of myself as resourceful, mm. which could have a, an interesting line. Mm-hmm. Um and because I was thinking about it when I was, when I read the prompt of what we we're going to talk about tonight and I realized, you know what? No, I am resilient. And yeah. NICU moms are resilient because think about it during COVID doctor appointments shut down. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But we still needed to do testing for our kids. Yeah. We still wanted them to have their doctor appointments. I mean, they, they probably cringe whenever they see my name at neurology, like <laughs> on the caller ID or on their email server, because I hound them until I finally get what I need, whether it's a letter, an appointment, virtual, whatever it is, like mm-hmm. it's constant until I finally get this matter resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think NICU moms, we do that. We might not yes. do that for everything, but yeah. we do that for our kiddos. Yes. Yeah. It, it's, it's just so interesting. And I thought that was just resourcefulness because I've always been, that's been actually a description people have used for me before through work. Mm-hmm. But this way, it's like, no, this is, this is just, you can't, you can't hold me down. Yeah. I won't stop. Can't yeah. stop, won't stop. Yeah. Amen. No. And I'll affirm that mama, you are incredibly resilient and how you navigated not only your son's NICU state, but also the pandemic and how you loved and advocated and continue to do so for your son is awe-inspiring to me. And so, yes, 
you are resilient and you're resourceful, Thank but you. you're most definitely <laughs> resilient. Thank you. <laughs> Get it tattooed. I am resilient. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Well, and we've said it before and we'll say it again, but if you are listening to this and you are a COVID NICU mama, we just want to affirm how incredibly brave you are. Um, being a NICU mama is really freaking hard. There's no, it is, there's no words to describe it because there's nothing in the world that prepares you to see your baby in intensive care. So there's no, there's no description that you can label on it. It's just, it is hard. And the levels of isolation that you NICU mamas had to go through would be extremely, extremely difficult on top of trying to weigh, am I bringing this into, into the NICU with me? What if I was exposed? How do I operate in the world? And really, you know, having no peer support because you couldn't. And so I just want to affirm again, just how resilient you are in that you, you got through the NICU during a pandemic and that's a really big deal. And if you're in the NICU today, listening to this, just know that you are, you are one of a kind and we're really, really proud of you. And what you have journeyed through and what you're journeying through is for the history books, because this is a new level of isolation and a new level of hard and the sisterhood believes in you. And we're really, really freaking proud of you. Absolutely. I think you like obviously you you moms in the NICU right now or have gone through this through COVID you are a total other definition of warriors Mm -hmm. because I remember in the beginning hearing mamas that weren't even allowed into the shared NICU spaces Mm -hmm. and having to deal with those emotions Mm -hmm. um and our NICU dads that Mm -hmm. weren't allowed because they gave up their opportunities so our mamas can go in. Mm-hmm. I mean, what strength you had mm-hmm. and you have. I, I'm, I'm in awe. I, mm-hmm. I've been through the journey and I don't know if I could have done it the mm-hmm. same way. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's a whole other level of resiliency, mm-hmm. of strength, Mm-hmm. that that it, it, it's just it is amazing to see I, mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know yeah. I, I don't know how I would have felt being in that position yeah yeah absolutely no you thank you COVID mamas have a very special place in our heart and we just want you to know how proud of you we are and we posted about it on Instagram just recently but it's okay to admit that this is hard And for those of you that, I mean, if you're listening to this, you're more than likely a NICU mama. (laughs) And so if that's you, which it more than likely is, um, we also just want to affirm that what you've journeyed through and what you have gone through this past year is also extremely, extremely resilient. Um, I don't think any of us could have expected to be as triggered and as to have as many memories pop up and parallels between COVID and the NICU. And for some of you with extremely medically complex kiddos, you have found yourself in levels of isolation 
that have been extremely lonely and extremely hard. And so we commend you, Mama, for putting the needs of your baby first and your child first. And we also just want to give you permission to, it's okay to fall apart if you need to. It's okay to admit that this is hard. You aren't, you aren't any less grateful to admit that this is hard. You are any less proud of your kid to admit that this is hard. Um, but what you've gone through this year is truly, is truly remarkable. And we want to honor that in you today. So to all of you mamas listening, please hear this. You are loved. We are so incredibly proud of you. And what you have journeyed through this year truly is, is remarkable. So we just adore you and love you. <laughs> Bill must have been your claps right now. <laughs> That's a standing ovation for all of my NICU mamas. If you are a NICU mama listening, stand up and give yourself a pat on the back for how amazing you are. <laughs> yes. If we could hand you trophies and bottles of lotion, we would do it. So maybe, Vilma, that leads us to the prompt that we have. So let me ask you. So Nikki Mama, we have officially been through a pandemic for one year. What did you learn about yourself as a mother and how did you grow? Okay. So I think I answered that a little earlier. I, I, I've What I've learned about myself is that I'm resilient mm-hmm. and that I am going to take that description of myself um but how did I grow I am a completely different person Mm. I love who I am today because I took this time to heal Mm. and to be completely vulnerable Mm. and to open up my heart my arms uh and our journey for, for everyone. And, and that was difficult. There were times through our journey, I didn't want anybody to know what was going on and opening up has connected me with people. I am super active in my local community because of it. Um, We are embarking in a new chapter of accepting the label of being a special needs mama Mm. that was very difficult I was not there a year ago Mm -hmm. um so it's I've grown so much and I cannot say um no I'm sorry I have to say thank you to this sisterhood for that because this sisterhood has allowed me to figure out who I was has validated my emotions and most importantly has given me the strength to push forward, to be an advocate and to want to embrace all the mamas around me. Mm-hmm. And that is truly the beauty of the sisterhood and why it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've grown so much and I, I think, I thank you, Ashley. And Martha and Kendra and Carla and all my mamas because this is a new Vilma. I I, I really I don't know her. Hmm. Um I've 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 always been a sharer, an oversharer. Um but 
it's different when you share vulnerability. Mm. And that that is something that I am really, truly wearing my heart on my sleeve. And I like mm. it. And I love it. Mm. And I think it's beautiful because it lets me connect so much more to people. Mm. And I'm so much more human um, than ever before. And I learned what grace is. Yeah. I've never had that part of my vocabulary. Mm. And I've learned and now. I tell people you have to give others grace as well as yourself. Mm. So that that's how I've grown. Um, mm. it's, it's just been a great journey. Friends, I'm just crying over here because I love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Ashley. I just, I remember the first time we met you at Girls Night Out and Martha and I texted right away and we were like, love her. We need to get to know her. But I will say like, it's been, it's been an honor to see you grow. And it's been an honor to see how you have evolved into who you are today and to have kind of a front row seat of this shift in you. And you were amazing before 2020. Don't get me wrong. Like when we first met you, we fell in love with you. But I, I have seen that vulnerability in you grow and I have seen how it has allowed you to stand alongside other mamas and love them unconditionally. And it's been powerful. And I just, I adore you and I think you're amazing and I will buy your book someday. So <laughs> thank you. And your title can be Vilna, the resilient NICU mama. And <laughs> that sounds wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this was super fun. I, like I said, I'm selfishly really happy that I got to chat with you and, um, and hear just about how you've grown. What? What about you? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I know, I know we're really excited to get to our mamas, but I want to hear about Ashley. So I know Ash has this, she's so humble and she is so gracious and beautiful and amazing photographer. And I can go on and on and on and on, but Ash as the amazing founder of Tiernicky Mama, this has been an amazing year. I also think mm-hmm. um, because I, I think it's it's safe to say that moms have really found a space to go to with COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's turn over the prompt to you. <laughs> what has COVID taught you this year of COVID taught you about yourself? Oh man, I feel like 2020 I was already I in the faith world, it's called like a deconstruction, right? So I was already, I feel like after our trauma and after everything we went through, I, I had began to deal with it, but not quite. And I had a lot of questions and not a lot of answers, right? And I think COVID was kind of like the same for you. It kind of forced me to get really vulnerable with myself and to confront my trauma and my healing. And it revealed a lot of cracks in my healing process that needed attention. And um, I think it also was really good for my husband and I and my son because it 
he still had to go into work, but, um, we were really, we were like, we're social butterflies, me so more than him, but we were always doing something every night we were doing something. And it was on me. I was like, let's go do this. Let's go out this. Let's go, you know, and it forced us to be home as a family more. And sometimes that was hard because we just wanted to get out of the house. And other times I was like, wow, this is a really special time where, you know, no other time in life will we be like kind of forced to be home, hopefully, you know, like, and so I felt like it, it gave me an opportunity to enjoy Silas because for much of his life, it's been him, um, you know, in the NICU. And then we came home and it was cold and flu season and different things. And I feel like Silas and I really bonded this year. It was really hard, you know, like I, I had a lot of PTSD of losing him. I had a lot of PTSD where I was checking his breathing mm-hmm. all the time. I was hyper aware of every symptom. I didn't go anywhere for a long time. So that was really challenging. And yet I felt like we really bonded me and him. And so as a mother, I feel like I fell in love with my son in a new way because we just got a lot of time together, you know? And so, yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. So I felt like, I feel like mine and Silas's relationship has really bloomed and, you know, really gave us a lot of time to just like, you know, we're going to be in this space together and like, let's, let's get to know each other. Um, and I just enrolled him in swimming lessons, which is crazy. (laughs) So so that's wild. But yeah, so that's been really cool. But I think I've just grown in also just recognizing when I'm at my breaking point and when I need to reach for help. Um, I think the sisterhood has been a really huge part in that of, Hey guys, I'm not doing well or this is really hard. And just being around other women and being able, you know, opening myself up and being vulnerable and allowing myself to receive the help from others too has been, has been really huge. So, so yeah, COVID has, has broke me apart and opened me in ways that I don't know if I was really prepared for, but I'm really grateful (laughs) that it did because now, you know, I am going into this year with just a whole new appreciation for life and what it means. And um, I'm hopeful that this summer will be maybe a little bit more normal and, you know, so anyways, that was a long answer, but that's mine. (laughs) It's beautiful. I love it. There is such a silver. I think the end of it is there's a silver lining Mm -hmm. as to what COVID has, has brought us. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think with that said, we should hear some of whatever mamas have called in with. Yes. Hi, my name is Morelli Trevalier. I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. I have two preterm daughters, but my recent one was in the NICU seven months ago due to placenta abrupta at 33 and a half weeks. What I learned about myself as a mother during this pandemic season is that I need to work on being more patient with my girls, my husband, but also patient with myself because sometimes things don't won't go as I expect them to. I also learned that I'm a fighter, I am strong and resilient, and the best advocate for my children. I have grown by understanding that I'm doing the best that I can as a mother, even when it doesn't feel like it, and the importance of putting my mental health first to become a better version of myself. I hope to continue to grow even in the darkest days. I hope you can do that too. Hi there, 
My name is Emily, and our family lives in Holly, Minnesota, near the Fargo-Moorhead area. Our little girl was in the NICU in the fall of 2020 after being born two months early due to my preeclampsia in her IUGR. We found out we were pregnant right as the pandemic was announced. What I learned about myself as a mama, especially in the current state of the world and the complications that came with my first pregnancy, is to let go and let God. There are some things entirely out of my control. I grew by allowing others in and accepting help, something that has always been a challenge for me. Fellow NICU mamas, you are strong and you are brave. So are your little ones. And your sisterhood is here for you. Thank you, dear NICU mama, for being here for all of us. We have the most amazing moms in our sisterhood. I'm biased, but would you agree with me, Vilma? (laughs) I agree 150%. (laughs) I, I, can, I cannot wait. I literally dream about the day when we can all be in the same room and I, it's going to be the best day ever. I'm going to cry so many tears because all of these virtual faces I will see in real life and it'll be just, it'll be very emotional and I cannot wait. <laughs> oh my God. Dear Nikki Mama Retreat. <laughs> Honestly, once it's safe, it's happening. Oh, mark my yes. words. <laughs> Man, well, Vilma, I love you so much. Thank you for being here with me today. Martha, if you're listening to this, your presence was very missed. But Vilma, it was such a blast to get to connect with you. And just hearing you talk, really, anytime you talk, I'm just reminded of the gold in who you are and the resiliency in who you are. So <laughs> thank you so much. Martha, you were so missed. And your witty comments as well. <laughs> You know, all of her like Hollywood references and like musical references. I'm like, I never know what they're, what they are, but I always appreciate them. I always Google them (laughs) afterwards. I'm like, who is she talking about? What musical was she talking about? What song was that? I learn a lot. So (laughs) I absolutely love her with her wonderful theater major that she loves to downplay. Yeah. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) We at our Dear Nikki Mama retreat, we should have Martha do like a production, like a, what's it called? Uh, not a skit. Uh, she would know the word for it. Um, <laughs> like a musical for us. We should have her do like a performance. <gasps> Absolutely. Martha, we're putting you on the spot. <laughs> you got That's some fine. planning to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, mamas that are listening to this, um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being a part of this space and for being a part of this sisterhood. And we just want to recognize one more time that what you have gone through in 2020 and what you have journeyed through in this pandemic and into 2021 is truly remarkable. And so today we just honor and recognize the courage within you and we honor and recognize the bravery within you. And so we hope that this episode made you feel heard and made you feel loved and not alone. And if you have felt hypersensitive, hyper anxious, hyper aware during this pandemic, you are not alone in that either. And so I hope that we are on the upswing. I hope that we can return to some normalcy, but until then and beyond, know that the sisterhood exists to support and to love you. So we will chat with you guys next time. And as always, have an amazing rest of your week. Love you, mamas. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories, 
please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the sisterhood.